Hello, happy people. Welcome to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. Hey, everyone. This is Dr. Pillay with the Profitable Happiness Podcast. And boy, am I glad to introduce you to a very peaceful gentleman who just it took my day, my stressful day, and when I heard his voice today on LinkedIn, I just calmed down. That is Mr. Jay Abassi. Jay, how are you doing today? I'm doing very, very well. Thank you so much. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to be speaking with you. Oh, you know, I'm sure nobody has ever just looked at you and called you a peaceful gentleman, right? <laughs> but uh, not so directly. <laughs> not so directly. But seriously, that was the effect that your voice, your video, your your the image I saw of you on LinkedIn earlier today, uh, that's the effect it had on me. You know, I've had a, a lot of work, stressful. I'm sure a lot of people have been going under stress. And then you just showed up. And in a very amazingly calm voice, you were talking about understanding your why, your purpose, your your direction for 2021. It just touched me. I listened, watched the whole thing. I was like, oh my gosh, this guy got to me. <laughs> I don't let people get to me. <laughs> so first of all, I'd love to know, can you share with us how you got on this path to be such an influencer on LinkedIn? You, you've got so many followers. You're so successful. How did you get on the path to being Jay Abbasi, the mindfulness expert? Yeah, I'm happy to share. So I guess it starts with before I was on LinkedIn and I've only been on LinkedIn for about nine months, roughly about nine months. Before I was on LinkedIn, I was not a social media person at all. Mm. I had no activity on Facebook. Instagram and everyone has a LinkedIn account. So I had one from 2011 or something. I don't even know mm -hmm. uh, where it was just sitting there, you know, and I knew that this year I wanted to make a pivot in my, my business and the message that I share with the world. I wanted to uh, move from what I was doing before, which was more sales consulting to helping busy professionals find ways to balance their lives and take care of themselves so they can better take care of those around them. And so I said, okay, LinkedIn seems like the best place to do this because it's professionals. Plus everything I see about the community is extremely positive and encouraging and supportive. Right? Yeah. So what I started to do was uh, engage first and foremost with other people. I would look for content that resonated with me. And I would authentically uh, put into the comments of these posts, my thoughts, my appreciation, my own value add from my years of learning and my uh, corporate experience and my uh, experience as an entrepreneur and all of my training, right? I would put that into the comments of these posts. And it seemed to really resonate with people. And at that point, I also started to make content as well. And what I realized with the, the content is that people respond to authenticity. Mm. They respond to stories, right? And things that are relatable that will help them now, help them today. And so I, I really crafted that and I worked on that. And I, I looked at the content I was producing, constantly reshaping it, you know? And so I guess a combination of things, you know, it's hard to say it's one thing, but it's a combination of the engagement 
every day, being consistent with it. Mm. I think that's where most people fall off. They might get motivation, but then they stop. I've learned throughout my career, you have to stick to things. You have to be consistent. Have a long-term play. Be patient. Be persistent. But always give first. That was the big lesson I learned. Always give first, and then things will happen naturally. Wow. You know, you've just given a masterclass right there in content marketing. Seriously. Um, I, I love the the give first, the consistency uh, aspect and the relatable help. That's really powerful stuff. You know, if we could go back just a little bit and, and take a look at who you were before a lot of this. And by the way, the success I'm talking about is not easy. Okay. Um, it is not easy to rack up 20 thousand plus followers on LinkedIn from scratch. That is a feat. It, it is something I truly respect. Um, but before you did that, you've worked at Tesla, you've been in sales. Um, you know, just to tell us a little bit about what moved you from the, I guess, best car company in the world, you guys probably think, right? <laughs> what moved you from there to, to, to the human element, to mindfulness? That's a great question. I, my time at Tesla was incredible. I met so many amazing people and I learned so much through the experience. You know, we, uh, we always say things like, you know, while we learn a lot in school, nothing is a greater teacher than experience. And so, uh, I wouldn't have traded that for the world. It was fantastic. Right. And what happened to me was I had a decision to make uh, at a point where uh, Tesla was going through a lot of changes and I could have stayed at Tesla and remained doing things that I had been doing. And I saw that while it was the safe play, it wouldn't have allowed for the next step in my career and in my life and in my mission. So I went with intuition. You know, I, I think that what my work I've done over the years in my own mindfulness and mindset and seeking clarity, I've tapped into my intuition more than I had in the past. In the past, I would use practical reasons why I should do this or do that and do the pros and cons. I've learned that the intuition is usually the right impulse to do that. And so I, I listened to my intuition and it said, it's time to leave and it's time to do the work that you've meant you're meant to do right in this lifetime. And so it wasn't that simple though. I still went through some back and forth of, do I do this type of work or that type of work? I started in sales consulting and, and that was great and it was lucrative. And I, I had a lot of connections. So that was working out in the first year, but it wasn't until the beginning, early 2020 before the pandemic mm -hmm. really hit that I decided that the greatest value that I could offer people is the lesson that I learned years ago, which was you can, it's never worth sacrificing your happiness now for something that you think will bring you happiness later. It's never worth it. You must be able to find the balance to where you can be happy now while working to achieve a goal that you have. 
And I feel like our society has lost this ability to do that. I think our society is so caught up in it's the next thing and the next thing and the next thing. And I'm constantly under stress and anxious and I'm burning out. And then I wait until I'm going to pull my hair out or bang my head through the wall <laughs> before I realize I shouldn't be living this way. Yeah. And I want to show people that there's another way. We don't have to do that. You can achieve in this world, live your purpose without having to sacrifice your own peace and happiness in the process. Wow. So you know what you've just done is you've explained what profitable happiness is. <laughs> you've given it like a very clear like explanation I'm going to have to borrow from. I'm going to have to take that and say, okay, my friend, you know, Jay Abbasi said this and that's what it means. Because, you know, the truth is so many of us have an either or approach to our happiness. Either we, we leave our happiness behind and go do that thing that's going to make us money or that thing that's going to you know, whatever, provide our, the big Lamborghini that we need to have in the background of our picture or whatever it is, right? And then we, we wake up and one day we do have the Lamborghini and then the happiness was, was gone. It, it just doesn't make sense to leave yourself behind, right? So I, I couldn't agree more with, with that position. And, and actually, it looks like you've answered the question I was gonna ask you next, which was really, you know, what did you arrive at? What, what is your purpose? What, you know, what is your mission? I think you've answered that, but if you want to maybe expand on that, I'd love to know, how would you define the mission you came up with in your conversation today for 2021? What is that? Give us the secret of that mission, <laughs> the 2021 mission. <laughs> well, first I want to acknowledge what you said a moment ago, which I, I'm doubling down on because it was important. You said without leaving yourself behind. Yeah. That's powerful. Cause that's what ends up happening. People go after the gold or they go after, you know, the success and all that, and they leave themselves behind. That was really well said. And so, uh, you know, what I, what I think, how would I succinctly put it? I, I help professionals and normally this ends up being, and it just naturally happens this way, younger professionals uh, who are recognizing, waking up to this reality that I, this doesn't work for me, <laughs> right? This doesn't work for me. This, const, this treadmill that I'm running on and I'm not going anywhere, right? I'm not doing anything that, that really aligns with my purpose. And I'm running on this treadmill and I'm getting exhausted doing it. And I want to tell them, hey, let's get you off the treadmill, right? Instead, let's actually run somewhere where you're going to get to a destination, but also know when to take water breaks and to sit down and treat yourself well. So that way you can get to your destination faster. I hadn't thought of that analogy before you asked me how to try my best to simplify my mission. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think ultimately that's it. It's to get the, the busy professional off the treadmill mm -hmm. where they're running and going nowhere mm -hmm. and helping them to align on where that is that they want to go while recognizing how to take breaks and take care of themselves wow. on, the, uh, on the journey. Wow. Let's see if we can jump into the mindset of your typical type of person that you help, right? I guess we call that your ideal client. What kind of challenges, you know, so if someone's listening right now, let's see if we can get them to say, oh, that's me. <laughs> what kind of mindset, what kind of challenges are they dealing with maybe in their work, in their lives 
that make them really ready to stop and listen to their own minds for once and stop, as you said, the treadmill, just stop, <laughs> be yeah. still and listen. What challenges are they going through that will allow them to listen and understand what you're saying? I'd say one common thing that they would experience is a racing mind that is nonstop. A feeling of, I feel like I'm on autopilot, mm -hmm. that I'm just, I wake up, I go through the motions, I get to, I get home, I'm, ex or I'm done. We're not really leaving for work these days, but I'm done with my work and I'm exhausted. I'm depleted. Yeah. I, I just want to check out and go to sleep. And then, you know, I wake up the next day and I just keep doing this over and over again. And I'm feeling overwhelmed. I'm feeling anxious. I'm feeling stressed, pressured. And at the same time, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. Mm. That's the problem. The problem is you are, you have all of this potential. You have all of these strengths and you feel like you're not utilizing them yet you're putting in so much energy to do work, to live somebody else's dream, right? Or to, to help somebody else live their dream. That's a better way to say it, yeah. to help somebody else live their dream. And you feel like your dream is you don't have one or it's not going anywhere. And you realize, and you're fed up at this point. Yeah. That would, that would, to me is that's the problem. And that's where, you know, I know I was there. I, 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 the reason I can say this so vividly is because I was there. <laughs> You've been there. <laughs> I've been there. I've been that place where I worked crazy hours and I wasn't fulfilled and I felt like somebody else was writing my story, mm. you know? And I just realized I want that pen. Give me the pen. I'm yeah. going to start writing this yes. for myself and get a little uncomfortable in order to live the, the life that I really want to live while never, ever, ever sacrificing myself in the process. Jay, if we get a couple of different lives in one of them, you got to be a preacher. Okay. <laughs> you got to come back and do your preaching thing because I'm sitting here going, amen. <laughs> you know, the Who thing, knows, man? Who knows what might happen five but, years from now? Yeah, I can't tell you. You, know, you know, I mean, you're, you're, um, you remind me of one of my favorite sayings, which is um, a leader is someone who, who goes the way, knows the way and can show the way. Your authenticity is is possible only because my goodness, you've you've struggled that struggle you're describing. It, it's not you're not you didn't read it in some book. You know you, this is this is real stuff. But you know one of the things I love about podcasts, my favorite podcasts are the type where I can close my eyes and the guest puts me in my own mindset <laughs> and describes my life. It's like what's that song? Um, uh, you know, killing me softly with with your song or with whatever. You know, it's like you're really inside my brain. So thank you for doing that. Now, on the flip side, how do you help someone like whom you whom you've just described turn a corner? How do you help them begin to see a new way, a new possibility of change? You know, we've talked about the challenge. Yeah. How do you bring change? With any change in, an, in a human being, it, it is first required that they're willing to change, right? Yeah. And so that's the first step. There has to be a willingness. And assuming anyone who would be working with me, they have that willingness and that commitment, right? Yeah. 
So that willingness and commitment must be there. And once it's there and it's recognized, the next uh, steps are to challenge some of the existing beliefs of the person that, that of the person, right? Mm-hmm. Challenge those things. We, I, I, that's what I do with my clients. I, I challenge them. I challenge them in a healthy way where they don't feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. It's a psychologically safe environment, but I am challenging the way they are thinking. I listen to the story that they're telling because ultimately that is our experience, right? It is a story in our heads, right? What happens is we're telling ourselves a story that doesn't always serve us. And that story is that I am on this treadmill, right? And I have no way out, that this is the only way. That is not a truce. That's a story that you've made up or society has told you and you've come to believe, right? So I challenge those stories and I help uh, my clients to rewrite those stories. Mm. So that way it better serves them. I also uh, help clients to help people to create a structure by which they aren't a victim or let me rephrase that they aren't susceptible to the constant distraction we have in today's world Mm. because the overthinking mind, right? Sure. I can, I can give you practices and techniques, which I also do for my clients, right? Meditations and breathing exercises and all those things. But if you do those, and then you go on your day, checking every notification on your phone and going through your, your social media feeds and going through all of your emails and watching all these YouTube clips, guess what? Your brain is still trained for distraction. Therefore the overthinking will continue and the stress and the anxiety will also continue. Mm. So it's creating boundaries by which you, you have to utilize those platforms like email, social media, understandable, but it's limited yeah. and it's not running your life anymore. It's amazing how unfortunate this impact has had on society where our phones run us and social media runs us. And it's what causes us so much of this unhappiness. So I help my clients to create those structures and those uh, and hold them accountable to them, of course. And ultimately, a lot of the exercises that I work through with clients has to come from within them. So there's, you know, journaling exercises and ways in which they can, I can pull out what's already in them. It's already inside them. I just help them to, to see it. So I always say this, you know, a good analogy is I don't ever put something into somebody that they don't already have. All I really do is I pull up a mirror and I hold it at an angle so that they can see something that's already there that they just weren't seeing before. Mm. You know, um, you know, as I listen to you, you know, I I know that this stuff works. Uh, I'm a student of it. I I love it. But I think there are a lot of skeptics who think, oh, yeah, he's going to talk about my mind. (laughs) You know, he's going to he's going to tell me what's but can you help? Is there like a, do you have, okay. So for me, I understand these things both from the practical side, but also there's a scientific side, right? There are spiritual sides. And I'm not necessarily asking you about that, but do you have any anchor that you use to help people understand this? You're not just making this stuff up. We are built like this. There's a science behind this. Why this starting in the mind stuff works. Absolutely. There's uh, the idea of, or the benefits of mindfulness and meditation are no longer opinion. It's fact. We have scientific research, so much research that has proven the benefits of these kind of practices. And and 
to not make it so fluffy. It's literally any practice that requires that you focus your attention on the present moment, mm -hmm. right? And you constantly bring your mind back to the present moment, right? What does this do to the mind? Well, when we take an fMRI scan of a brain and we see the average person, the average person is when feeling, when, when perceiving a threat, and that could be a bear coming at you or you imagining that your boss is going to fire you because you didn't complete the deadline, uh, get the deadline in on time or the project in on time, right? In both scenarios, your amygdala, the area of the brain that perceives threat, will fire off and it then leads to fight or flight occurring, cortisol flows to the body and you experience stress, anxiety, and those type of emotions. Mm -hmm. Now, the crazy thing about the brain, when we look at fMRI scans, is it will react the same way whether an actual bear is running at you or you are perceiving a bear yeah. running at you. Like you're watching a movie of a bear and it, it scares you. Your brain doesn't know the difference between real and imagined. So when you are perceiving the threat of, you know, my boss is going to fire me, uh, this person doesn't like me, all these things, you are putting cortisol throughout your body, which is harmful to your body. It's a, it's a toxin essentially. And you are hurting your ability to stay focused on the present moment, to access areas of your brain that will allow you to make the best decisions and your overall well-being is impacted. So what fMRI scans show of people who do the practices that I encourage people to do, right? Bringing themselves to the present moment after even a number of weeks, which is fascinating. It's not even months or years, a number of weeks. What they see is that that area of the brain, the amygdala will shrink in size. Mm. And what they'll also see is a connection begins to establish between the prefrontal cortex. This is the front area of your brain, which deals with more executive functionality, cognitive thinking, problem solving, being able to determine if something's good or bad, you know, kind of like the the CEO, right? Think of it like a CEO character of the brain, right? Is able to, a uh, connection gets established between those two areas of the brain that weren't there before. What does that mean? When you are first perceiving a threat, rather than jumping right into fight or flight, this area of the brain can jump in and say, hey, wait, wait what's going on here? Hold on. Is this really a threat? <laughs> oh, okay. It's not as bad as we thought. Let's yeah. calm down. That is incredibly beneficial because at that point you are able to respond to a situation rather than being at the mercy of your natural human reaction to threat. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, it's interesting. You, you, you mentioned something so important. You said that the mind doesn't really know the difference. Oh my gosh. That's if, first of all, let me tell you the experience that I used to wake up with. You know, you talked about that flight or, or fright thing. Yeah. For me, it was always, I'm late submitting my 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 term paper. <laughs> like for some reason, even today, I will wake up and go, "Wait a second, is that paper submitted yet?" <laughs> I have I've had the same dreams years <laughs> after college. Yeah. <laughs> and it's anxiety. <laughs> right? College happened so many years ago, but I can't get over that term paper that hasn't been submitted. So but, if you um, take that into real life, right? If if you're having that type of anxiety all yeah. the time, right? It really inhibits your ability to perform. Yeah. And uh, that's, to my, my opinion, the lesser of the two evils. But the other evil is that you also aren't happy and you're 
you know, you're aging faster, you're unhealthy, it could impact your immune system, like all these other things are impacted. And so if, if, if one just takes the time for self-care on a regular basis, mm-hmm. there, you are able to change the way your brain is wired. We know that for sure. That's not an opinion. It's scientifically proven. Yeah, no, I, I in fact, <clears throat> I was going to ask you about the flip side, which is, you know, happiness. I mean, this whole idea that that you've described, which is we can actually make the brain respond, build up some strength in those connections, right? Yeah. Um, that, that helps you respond in the ways you want and not necessarily in the ways you that you, you have no control over. What's your opinion about doing that for happiness? I, I happen to believe that happiness is not something you wait to feel. As I said earlier, you can't wait till you get that Lamborghini before you say you're happy. Sorry, you're going to get the Lamborghini and the, ha- the happiness will not be there. <laughs> yeah. So I believe happiness is something you do proactively. What's your thought on creating happiness? I think, I don't think you create happiness. Because mm. creating happiness suggests that it's something that you don't have. Mm. I believe that you, your essential nature is happiness. Mm. I want you to think of a baby, right? Think of a baby newborn. And the baby is going to cry if, as long as it's not a disease or anything like that, right? The baby's only going to cry for a few reasons. One, it has poop in its diaper, right? <laughs> Two, it's hungry. Or three, it, it's recognizing uh, a level of unsafety. It's not safe, right? But besides that, is the baby naturally happy? Is the baby naturally at peace? Yeah, that's, the, that's our natural state. It's our natural way. And so I think happiness, sometimes people confuse it for uh, something that they receive based off of uh, getting an object, having an experience, being with a certain person, right? And while I don't mean to minimize, you sure, you experience happiness when you get that object, even for a little bit, or when you, you know, see that person that you love and spend time with them. I don't mean to say you don't, that's not, your experience will tell you otherwise. But what I am saying is what it's ultimately doing, I think, is uh, you're removing the layers of all the other stuff that uh, blocks your happiness when you're with that person what you love, or when you get that accomplishment that you've been working towards. It just, everything kind of just goes away and you experience what was already there, Right. So what I believe is we shouldn't invest our happiness in anything outside of ourselves. Because right there, again, it then assumes, it implies that you don't have it already. Happiness is within. It's there. We just need to tap into it. And the more we tap into it, then the more that joy and that happiness gets expressed to others. And the results of anything we want in life end up coming on their own. Are you writing a book, Jay? Because you need to write a book. Are you? You've got a book. To, have you got a book that's about to come out here? Because <laughs> it's one. You asked me, you know, earlier what I was getting clear on in 2021, and that's one of the things that that's one of the things uh, because, I'm looking to do. Because very few people have helped me see that topic differently. You just did. Sure, we've heard of people say happiness comes from within, but there's a way you put it at the beginning there, where you said, "I actually don't believe you create it." Okay, it's already there. 
and you described happiness as almost a liberation or a releasing what already exists versus an, an acquisition of something else. Dude, you gotta write a book. I'm just like, this is like getting into my headspace right here, okay? I love that. <laughs> well, you just, you explained it beautifully. It's, uh, it's a releasing, it's, it's not an acquiring. That's it's a not really acquiring. very simple, uh, very direct and, and well put way of describing that. Because, you know, as soon as we think it's something we acquire, we're, we're already at a loss. Yeah, oof, that is, that's deep. Dude, I love that. I, I, you've totally got me all wrapped up in this concept. Now, the last thing I wanted to find out, because this is my favorite topic, it's happiness, is the connection between happiness and profit. I know there are people who maybe don't even want to make that connection, you know, because they, it's, it's, it's a scary place to go. But I have found in my experience, so I'm not using anybody's, you know, this is my experience. I found that when I take my happiness with me, along the way toward the pursuit of my profit, I end up happier because then both arrive together at their destination. That's been my experience. So for me, for example, when I teach people content marketing or I, I help them with you know online stuff, it's all about what makes you happy. Well, that's your marketing strategy. <laughs> you know. So what do you feel about happiness and profit and how have you sort of brought the two together in your experience? You know, my experience, uh, so uh, I'll, I'll tell you a quick, you know, backstory that I think we'll, we'll get to um, the answer. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, a little over six years ago, I, I, I lost my dad and that was a sudden loss. He, he had a heart attack and I, um, that experience for me opened my eyes to a lot of things. One, you know, how, how does one manage through that and losing a parent? It's hard, right, to do. And um, so I was seeking out how to do that. And then the other thing it really taught me was how short this life is and how whatever we think uh, or believe to be of the future is imaginary. You know, uh, it really is. I, I can't even guarantee that I'm going to have this next breath after this last one. Yeah. I, I don't know. I, I, I can't say that with certainty, can I? Mm -hmm. The only thing I could be certain of is uh, uncertainty. I can be certain that I, I can't know for sure what's going to happen next, right? So in that, I, I realized that I, I, I'm not going to live my life where I am not pursuing what I believe is my own purpose and how I wish to serve the world. I won't sacrifice that. And, and what I find is that if you have that kind of alignment and you're really clear on that, we talked about clarity before, right? If you're really clear on how you serve and why you serve, and it's a strength that you have, you have an advantage in the way in which you can do that. If you pursue that with everything that you have, the profit will come because of the joy that you have in the work that you do. So I think it's, uh, for me, my experience was getting very, very clear on that. What is the purpose? Who do I serve? How do I serve? And then uh, pursuing that, enjoying the journey as I go. And yeah, the profit is the byproduct. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I can tell you that, um, <laughs> you know, I think there's a saying, nothing is as powerful as a made up mind. But I think the flip side is you can waste years literally when your mind is not clear about those things not made up um and just 
be, be floundering and just struggling. I, I've certainly been there. Um, but you know, I have to ask you, what are you, um, what, what are you uh, hopeful for, um, excited about launching? What's next for you? And how can people find you and connect with you? How best can people do that online? Yeah, well, uh, I'm excited about 2021. And uh, what I'm going to be launching early in 2021 is a, a, a individual one-on-one -on -one coaching program for, you know, it's for a specific type of person. It's for, you know, the, the professional that has had that aha moment of, oh my God, I've been on autopilot this for, for a while now. And I, I want to get clear on my purpose. I want to work towards it. And at the same time, I don't want to sacrifice my happiness to do it. I want to do it the right way. I want to do it the natural way. I want to do it the organic way. And that person um, is who I'm really excited to help in 2021. So that's something that's launching soon for me. And uh, where people can find me, LinkedIn is where you and I met. Uh, so LinkedIn is always a great place or my website, which is uh, jabasi.me. Dot M-E? Dot M-E, yes. M-E, okay, okay. Yes. Jay, it has been a goosebump-filled pleasure. <laughs> Likewise. <laughs> to sit here and, and learn from you and listen to you. And, you know, it, I, I just have to say there are some people you meet and you just know that they know everything that you feel because they felt it, they've been there. It's, 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 you're so warm and truthful about this journey called life. And uh, God bless you, my friend. I really appreciate meeting you. Thank you. Very kind of you to say. I really appreciate your kind words. And uh, yeah, uh, thank you for the great conversation. All right. We'll talk soon. Take care. Thanks for tuning in to the Profitable Happiness Podcast. For more episodes, visit drpalay.com. And remember, get happy first and success will follow.